Hey guys, welcome back to the Seasoned Amateurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Panelon, and I'm here with Chris. It's just the two of us, dude. I don't know why they left us. It's it's as good as it gets, just us two. Yeah, I guess it's true. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking how they how do we get left with the only ones being here, but but I guess you could see it from the other side. I guess I mean, there is we, no we, two better. We get we get all the talking room for the beginning of the football season right before week one it's so, prime time and they all wanted to back what an, out what an opportunity yeah for real uh but dude i have so full disclosure been on quarantine you know i've been on quarantine for the i think nine i think i'm at day nine uh tomorrow is my last day and i can re-enter society uh and it's been dude i can't wait for tomorrow night on thursday night with the bucks i've been counting down for forever but now being in quarantine and having nothing better to do i'm excited for the game tomorrow night but that's kind of what we're going to do today we're going to talk about um the we're going to talk about the cowboys and the bucks that game starting off tomorrow uh kicking off the season with the team that i'm talking about the cowboys first a team that literally gets as much airtime as they want and it's literally the most frustrating thing in the entire world because they are just let's be honest not that good <laughs> most of the time that's being generous they're trash yeah yeah if you want to know what chris is referring to go back a couple episodes to our nfc east fast forward in a little bit listen to his or his cowboys take you'll you'll thank us later uh but what chris what are your first thoughts when you think of this matchup tomorrow night to kick off the nfl season i mean honestly football's back baby um it's the best time of the year um the first thing i'm thinking about is the cowboys are trash and the buccaneers are defending super bowl champs with no change to their depth chart um so i mean (laughs) i go in obviously leaning heavy buccaneers but I'm also going in thinking, what what if what what if the Dallas Cowboys win, and then we have an entire week and a half of hearing Cowboys fans saying it's our year, that they're going to the Super Bowl, and just because they beat one team. On the other side of that, once the Buccaneers absolutely demolish them, which is what I think is going to happen, there's going to be endless memes of the Cowboys having the worst record in the NFL. Yeah, and it starts the this it starts the weed and boys thing, and it with the the meme of the head popping in, of <laughs> the just taunting the Dallas Cowboys. So I think either way, it's either going to be hilarious or horrendous, but I think it's going to end up being funny, laughing at the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think my first thoughts when I think about the Cowboys, um, the Cowboys Bucks game is that. I fear for Dak Prescott's life <laughs> with with Zach with Zach Martin uh, down. I mean, they have the rest of the line healthy, but let's be honest, Tampa has one of the best pass rushes in the NFL with with and especially with Todd Bowles scheming it up. I mean, you got JPP, Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett. Um, you have Joe Tryon who looked really good in the Sue. preseason. Sue, uh, you got Levante David, Devin White who can blitz like. That's an endless line of just bodies to throw at Dak Prescott, uh, especially up the middle of that defense where Zach Martin is, or was, I should say. Uh, and so 
I I'm thinking Dak is going to be fine, but he's going to have a test right out the gate <laughs> with that defense. Well, what? It, it, it does it it does make me worry about Dak because this is his first time back, serious game time, and he's playing against this pass rush. who made Patrick Mahomes rush over four, or not rush, run a total of 400 yards in the Super Bowl, running away from the defense. So I'm concerned for Dak Prescott. If I'm the Cowboys, I might treat this like a preseason game and maybe play him for the first half so he doesn't die. But I know that's not going to happen because it shouldn't because it's football. So, but yeah, I see I see Dak Prescott being on the run a lot, testing that newly repaired um, ankle or leg or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I for yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting because yeah, the last time we saw the Bucks defense, they made Patrick Mahomes look very average (laughs) even though when his average and his like running for his life still looked amazing like falling down diving horizontal to the ground and chucking a dime into someone's face mask but Dak Dak doesn't won't do that what do you think though uh will be the key to this game like if we wake up Friday morning or like Thursday night ends and the the I'll do it for both teams, for the Bucks and for the Cowboys. You wake up – or th- Thursday after the game, the Bucks win. What was the key to the game, would you say, for Tampa? Um, hmm. That's a good question. Um, it, it, For me, it's easier to find keys for the Cowboys, but keys for the Bucks is just doing what they always do, getting to Dak Prescott, controlling the line, controlling Zeke, and forcing him to throw quickly. Um. Though I hate on the Cowboys, though I think their team is trash, they have good wide receivers. So if the pass rush doesn't get there, I do think they have the edge on the wide receivers against your secondary. So to me, that's the biggest key for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is forcing Dak Prescott to throw earlier than he wants to. Yeah, I think our corners are average just above average. I, I think they're they're good, but they they're made better by a good pass rush. Uh, and but I think the key for Tampa is to not be complacent. They come in and do your job. And you have the king of lack of complacency with Tom Brady. Tom Brady literally never is never complacent, do, except last year against Chicago when he didn't know it was fourth down. <laughs> That's about the only time you could say dude didn't dude forgot something. But uh, I think for them, it's not being complacent uh, and coming in and doing their job well. Uh, a lot a lot of this training camp, Bruce Arians has come in and uh, gotten on to the offense and uh, to the team as a whole, really, about being complacent, having some really bad practices, having some really bad um, just IQ mistakes uh, in practice. Uh, and he's been harsh on them. Uh, so that's kind of my biggest thing not being complacent for Tampa. What would you say is the key for, for Dallas then uh, for them to pull out a very big upset? Dallas needs to establish the run and they need to keep the game close um, because the last, the last thing you want is for the Buccaneers to know for a fact, you're going to be passing every down um, because then they're going to send blitzes and they're going to play their man-to-man coverage, and that's where they get in trouble. I mean, that's where the Chiefs got in trouble in the Super Bowl. So I think if – and also, they have a lot of big boys in the middle, but big boys get tired. So if Z can get to the outside and Z can establish his run, 
I it will significantly limit their pass rush, which would then give Dak more time to beat the corners. Um, so I think their biggest thing is being creative on offense and not being one dimensional because quite frankly, this matchup doesn't favor them if they're going one dimensional. Yeah. And I think having establishing that run allows the play action, which also slows down the pass rush. Yeah. Uh, will slow down JPP, slow, slow down check bear. For me, I think it's their, their defense. Can their defense not just no. get ran over? <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> that's the question. No. <laughs> that's the answer. No, they can't. Your, but your, that... your key to their game is unrealistic, so I don't think that's fair. That's like me. That's like me saying last year Denver's playing the Buccaneers, which they did. What do you think Denver's key to being the Buccaneers is? Scoring points. That would probably be my biggest key. I mean, that's kind of what you're saying here, like. Well, I don't think they have to stop them and hold them to 10 points. I think they have to hold them under 30. Like, that's that's what I think. You have to hold them under 30, which I still don't think they can do that. I just don't see that happening. I don't either. But if you can hold them under 30, I think even Dak on a surgically repaired ankle, he's looked decent in training camp. Um, I think he can get them – 20 I think he can throw them throw three touchdowns Zeke can run in another if you can hold them to about four, 28 points the Bucks then you have a but chance you have a chance uh but they, they won't. won't I don't think they will either but I think their defense <laughs> has to step up that means Michael Parsons has to horrible. like their Michael Parsons has to come in and be an impact player right away Jalen Smith My, has to be an impact player Michael right away Parsons is gonna quit at halftime <laughs> he's just gonna walk out uh guys this just isn't for me <laughs> i'm not feeling it here yeah uh can you trade me <laughs> or who's that player was it for buffalo that just retired at half it was the dolphins oh it was the dolphins he just retired at halftime was just like oh, yeah guys i'm done <laughs> it was amazing i thought it was hilarious uh but yeah, that, that that's gonna be michael parsons michael parsons just gonna be like Guys, uh, what's he gonna do? I mean, that defense is so bad. That's like going into like a broken down warehouse that's dusty and torn apart, and then putting like a coffee table in the middle to set your drink on. Like that's Micah Parsons in the Cowboys defense. Empty, dusty, old, and you just have a nice little modern touch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, but I think um, yeah, I think they're. Like, I mean, obviously, offensively, their key is establish the run to slow down the pass rush, like you said, uh, and then to keep Dak upright. But, I mean, I, yeah, I just don't see their – their um, I don't see it happening, really. Uh, granted, I could be shocked. And trust me, my, my inner Buccaneer skepticism in me wants me to say that somehow they're going to pull out a loss uh, in this game. But – but I'm trying to turn over a new leaf because it seems like Tampa has turned over a leaf. What are you predicting for a point differential? Uh, score? Uh, I'd say Tampa, I'd say 30, 31-20. 31-20. Four touchdowns, a field goal. Dallas scores two touchdowns, two field goals. I'm thinking 38-17. to 17. I almost went up to 38. Part of me wanted to go up there because I think they're going to be – I think they're going to have a good offensive day, but I also know it's week one, and I don't want to set the bar too high. 
but I think yeah. we, we think Dallas is going to score about the same amount of points. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I just don't see Dallas's defense being super effective, especially in week one. I think as the season goes on, they'll obviously be better. Uh, because I just they, don't see them being effective, period. I'm not even thinking super effective. I'm just thinking, I don't, like, it, it's like a traffic cone for a car. Like, that's what their defense is. Explain. Just run right over it. Oh. You just run right over it. It stands no chance against a car. How do you, oh, like, I was like, how do you drive? Some, traffic cones are not supposed to hit. <laughs> some defense, like, you got water barrels and, like, barriers. The Cowboys, the Cowboys defense is a little traffic cone. They have a traffic Actually, no. They no, just have a little no, sign those, that says open access, freeway open, just come on. I was being generous. They're not traffic cones. There's those they're those little soccer cones that you go around. Because <laughs> the they're little cones. bitty. Yeah, that that's that, that, that's the Cowboys defense. Yeah. I I don't disagree. I think it's going to be a just a run over kind of game. Uh the it's just going to be the opening game. Tampa's going to come in Start off one and zero, and go home. And Bro, I'm ter- like, I'm absolutely terrified if the Cowboys win. And just hearing the talk. Oh my gosh, um, I don't want to uh, hear it. I the thing yeah. is, is I don't want to hear anything that has to do with the Cowboys, just in general. Because I just hate the fact, like, if they're good, I don't mind it. If you're good, you deserve to be talked about. But like, maybe it's my bias. But even leading into this game. You everyone talks more about the Cowboys than they do the reigning Super Bowl champions in the Bucks. Oh, it's true. And it's the most true. it's the most infuriating thing in the world. I'm like, so we're just gonna sit here and talk about Dallas for 30 minutes on this show in an hour-long show, and and the Bucks are gonna get like a two-minute like talk talking point or whatever. Like, come on, let, let's be honest. Let's let's be real <laughs> about who's the better team out of here. Nonetheless, that might be my bias talking, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of. I'm just ready for football to be back. Uh, I on Sunday, I'm not going to be able to watch as much football as I would like, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, but I'm pretty excited, nonetheless, uh, for football to kick off Thursday, uh, which makes it easier to not watch on Sunday because my team's already out of the way. Uh, but sure. but I'm pretty excited just to have football back on the calendar fantasy football we just got done with our now fourth year in a row draft in our our league we've had the same same guys what for we've had eight out of the same 10 eight out of the same 10 uh and then this is the second year in a row with the same 10 uh we've had two years of 10 in a row of the same 10 and then two more years now of the same 10 uh so I'm pretty excited. It's probably one of my favorite leagues. Dynasty League has probably become my favorite uh, by far, but but the this league that we do is easily a close second, and I'm pretty excited for it. But with that, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we will be back on the other side uh, to talk about our predictions for uh, awards, end-of-the-season awards, uh, and make our picks for this weekend. So stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of end of season predictions uh, when it comes to awards. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, and Coach of the Year. So Chris, I'll start with you. What would you, who would you say is your pick for this year's MVP? This is so like, 
Asking this after week two is significantly easier than answering it before the season starts. Um, well, I mean, I guess last year, though, if you would have asked it after week one or two, it would have been Russell Wilson, probably. And then... And, and I don't think that would have been a bad pick. Yeah. But, man, um... Ah, uh, I mean, I... You're going to hate this. <laughs> um, For my MVP this year... He's already won an MVP before at the age of 22. Um, he happens to be a quarterback that you don't like calling a quarterback. And his name is Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP this year. I think he's going to have a lot of – I think you're going to see the, like, the MVP of two years ago, Lamar. He might not throw for a lot of yards, but he's going to throw for a lot of touchdowns, and he's going to rush for a lot of yards and touchdowns. And I, I just feel like he's going to be the MVP. He's going to have to, well, he's going to be forced to carry that load with Gus Edwards being the lead back. And <laughs> who else is behind him? I mean, Le'Veon Bell, they've been <laughs> having a lot of injuries. And I think that offense, although it has run through him, he's going to be, he's going to be a force to mature. And I think he's going to take on that challenge well. And he's going to, he doesn't have Mark Ingram to help carry the offense, like from a leadership point of view. Um, so I think Lamar's going to have a great season. Uh, from what I hear, he's in training camp, but take what you want from training camp, that he's had a great connection with Sammy Watkins, um, throwing to the outside. It's unfortunate Rashad Bateman's out for a while, but I think with Sammy Watkins, I think they still have Willie Sneed. Um, and Mark Andrews, I think he's going to do just fine. Yeah, I mean, my my thoughts on Lamar are well documented, but I, it's also documented that as if the dude learns how to throw effectively uh, and consistently, I have no problem with him. I just hate hearing that he's a quarterback when he struggles to barely throw for three thousand yards. As a as a quarterback, so that's just kind of my biggest my biggest thing. He's also kind of inaccurate, but he has run MVP before, so I can't really argue that. Uh, and so, uh, but I think for me, my MVP, I I mean, it's easy to say Patrick Mahomes. It's easy to say even Aaron Rodgers, or you go Homer. I've seen some people talk about Tom Brady, but I'm also going to go slightly different Homer and go with Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has the potential uh, to become the MVP. He was second in MVP voting last year to, to Aaron Rodgers, who threw 40, what, eight touchdowns and just lit the world on fire last year. Uh, I think Josh Allen has the ability to do that, uh, to throw 40-plus touchdowns, rush for another five to eight, which he's done every year for the last four years, is rush for, I think, five-plus touchdowns um, and rush for a couple hundred yards. And plus, I think they're going to be a team that finishes, I forget what I said on here, maybe 13 and 4, 12 and 5, something like that. I think they're going to finish at the top end of the league. Uh, and Josh Allen's going to throw for a bunch of yards. And how, do he, you, how, how important do you think winning the division is to an MVP? I think it's pretty important. I mean, I think winning in general is important. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, teams – if you think about just even in recent memory, the last few MVPs, they've all been on winning teams. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. they were 13 and three last year, that year. Um, Lamar, they were 12 and four or 13 and three the year he won it. Pat Mahomes, yeah. obviously, they were like 14 and two. 
that year or something like that, 13 and three, something like that. So winning is definitely important to an MVP. You're not going to say some, especially in football, you're not going to give the MVP to a guy who wins five games. And I think, I think it's kind of interesting because your pick is Josh Allen, who I believe that I came on the podcast and said that I don't think the bills are going to win their division. And you don't think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win their division. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a uh, interesting proposition. We're going with our, uh, with our initial picks. We're staying in line with, uh, with our divisional picks. So that's also a reason I don't think he's going to win it, but, I think the division got harder in in the AFC East with Mac Jones being oh, the, the name quarterback. Yes, I agree. With, I thought you were saying Mac the North. I was like, the North, if anything, got weaker. I mean, the Browns might have gotten better, but every other team got weaker. Yeah. I think with the naming of Mac Jones, the AFC East got a little bit better. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, my MVP, Josh Allen, off or defensive player of the year. Who would you say is defensive player of the year? Oh, it's hard to not say Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> to give him his yeah, fourth? <laughs> I'm just going to say Aaron Donald. I mean, I just – he's he's arguably the best football player in the NFL. Um, without conversation, the best defensive player in the NFL. There's no one that comes close. Maybe a close second might be T.J. Watt. Um, he's He changes games. But when I look at Aaron Donald – He's one of the few people who get consistently double teamed, still apply pressure and still like get sacks like the dude's an animal. So I would be hard pressed to not pick Aaron Donald. Yeah. And I want to say Aaron Donald too. TJ Watt's a good answer, uh, but TJ Watt might not even start the season with the contract talks uh, going on right now in Pittsburgh. Uh, He's not going to play a game. I don't think until he gets a new deal. Um, I want to kind of go dark horse just you know, for fun of it, uh, but is uh, Derwin James, who is the safety and the or for L.A. for the Chargers. And it's kind of an out there pick, but Derwin James is a game changer. You look at a lot of his what, what he does when he's healthy. Uh, he struggled with injuries the last few years. He has the ability to play multiple positions on defense, play deep safety, roam the field, help and run support, cover tight ends and slot receivers. Um, he ends up with a decent amount of picks for a safety. He can rush the passer. He can do it all. Uh, and I think this year under Brandon Staley, uh, I think his uh, numbers go better. And I think he's utilized in a very, very unique way in a way that's going to impact a lot of games. Granted, do I really think that, the Derwin James, I, I think he has a chance, but I just don't want to go someone different than Aaron Donald. <laughs> I think there's a safety better than Derwin James who could win a dark horse defensive player of the year. Justin Simmons. And that's Minka, oh. Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka, yeah. I, I like he Minka too. Hit. He's a great cover safety. The dude does everything well. Like, he reminds me of he, – he kind of reminds me of a, a, a more athletic Tyron Matthew. Because he's just always in the right spot. He always is. He's wherever, obviously, like, the goal is to be wherever the ball is. But when there's a ball on the ground, he's either grabbing it or doing something for his teammate to grab it. Like, he is always in the middle of the game-changing play for the Steelers. Um, So I think that could be a sleeper is Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and obviously of the normal names, like you said, Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, 
those are obvious obvious front runners. I wanted to go a little outside the box, and that's why I like Derwin, Derwin James. I always have. I wanted Tampa to draft him a couple years ago. We obviously didn't. Uh, but <clears throat> but offensive rookie the of the year. Years. Yeah, dark yeah. years of Tampa. Yeah, for real. Uh, but offensive rookie of the year. Who who would you take offensive rookie of the year? I, I it would be difficult for me. A part of me wants to say Kyle Pitts because I think he's going to put up pretty big stats for the Falcons, but I, I just have to go with Zach Wilson. The way he looked in the preseason, like I know it's the preseason, but it's hard to ignore how accurate he was on the run. And I don't and with the, he has a good O line. He has pretty good talent to throw to Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder, if healthy, Corey Davis. He's got three solid receivers. Um, and he has a running back who Michael Carter, who I think is going to be the starter at the latest week six at the very latest, who's going to have the sole possession of that backfield. Um, I just think they're very equipped to have a good offense. I think that's going to be a big surprise is the jets offense this year and, and their defense is pretty good, man. I'm telling you. The Jets, man, they could be good this year. I wouldn't be shocked. I really wouldn't be shocked if the Jets completely flipped the script. I'm not saying best team, but I'm taking Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Trevor, uh, mainly because I think he's got a good supporting cast. I mean, I could easily go Najee just because I think the dude's just going to put up a lot of numbers because he's just going to get a ton of volume. Um, I also could go Kyle Pitts because – I think for Kyle Pitts to be the best rookie tight end there's ever been, the bar is kind of low and he could easily kick it and just put a, I think Kyle Pitts has a chance to catch 70, 80 balls in a thousand yards and eight touchdowns this year. Like the the dude has the ability to just do that and just take over the league in year one. But, but Trevor Lawrence, I think is my pick because I think he's got everything he's, he, he could do. He's got a three down back in James Robinson. He's got DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, um who am I missing court or Marvin Jones um he's got he he's lacking in, in at tight end I think they've have I know that we talked extensively about their line I think their line's better than when it was in the preseason because they were holding out three starters uh their best three starters which is ridiculous oh yeah when you're me. playing you're starting Ugh. It's ridiculous, but I think that his line's going to be better, so he's going to have more time. I think Trevor Lawrence plays really well and be, is the rookie offensive rookie. Well, of the year. but this and this is what this is what I'll say to that. Um, the reason I chose Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence has a lot to do with Trevor Lawrence's not necessarily the skill positions around him, but defense line, big one, coach. Um, which I think, I think though helps him in terms of just putting up sheer numbers, having a bad defense, he's going to, he, oh. he has a chance to throw for 4,500 yards and 30 plus touchdowns because they're going to be behind all the time. But, or if they're getting steamrolled, I just, a lot of pressure. You could see a lot of mistakes throwing picks. I mean, my man's used to playing against ACC defense. That stuff's trash. Now you're playing with the big boys. We're going to move on. Uh, but I think – I mean, honestly, there's a couple different picks. Trevor's just – I think I just wanted to go chalk on one of them uh, in terms of just first overall pick. Everyone loves him. Uh, but defensive rookie of the year, who would you who would you take a defensive rookie of the year? 
I mean, this is kind of I, an easy question. I don't like to sound like a homer, but I have to take Patrick Sertan. I just don't see anyone being better, having an instant impact on a defense like he's going to have. I mean, he's drawing comparisons to Champ Bailey in camp. Champ Bailey said that he watched Patrick Sertan and he was like, man, that dude looks like me. Champ Bailey is a fir- is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So that, to me, that has a lot of weight. I think he could arguably be the best corner to ever play the game as far as sheer fundamentals. I know Deion Sanders is whatever, but he was more showtime. Champ Bailey was the better corner, just my personal opinion. Um, so, but to have that endorsement and just looking the way, I mean, he had a pick six against the Vikings in the preseason and just read, read of hitch and just took it for six. He's just very talented. I mean, he's physical, and I think he's in a very good defense. I think the defense is just going to make him look better. Von Miller's back. Bradley Chubb's in. He's going to benefit off of a great pass rush. wonder why I said he's the best corner in the draft. I don't know. I mean, I still <laughs> I still wouldn't. like. I still like J.C. Horn. Oh, I still um, do, but too. Obviously, I, I like J.C. Horn. But obviously, like, after watching Patrick Sertan – like, there's a bias to, like, what you're seeing. I didn't watch any J.C. Horn highlights because he played who, – who drafted him? Was it the Dolphins? Carolina Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah, I didn't watch the Panthers in the preseason. So, I mean, I could have watched J.C. Horn and been like, man, J.C. Horn's the dude. But I've just heard a lot of great things about Sertan. I like how big and physical he is. And, <laughs> Yeah. I think for defensive player of the year or defensive rookie of the year, I don't think you have to be on a winning team. Uh, I don't think winning really factors in a whole lot sometimes. Uh, So that's why I'm going to take Zayvon Collins from Arizona. He was their first round uh, middle linebacker. Safety, uh, right. Middle linebacker. linebacker. Uh, And he, in the preseason, looked really dominant. He, he, He had a couple really good games. He looked like he was reading keys pretty well getting into the backfield, making tackles for losses. He was everywhere on the field. He's kind of just a – he's a guy that I think could be – could t- come and take defensive player of the year. Um, obviously, you could go Micah Parsons because Micah Parsons is just going to be on TV because it's the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so, you could have the public opinion shift. But Zayvon Collins, to me, I think has the potential to put up over 100-plus tackles and just be a game changer for that defense. I'm going to be honest with you. Zayvon Collins and Madden is trash. So <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't find an enemy to pick him. Like that's all there is to, he doesn't develop. And Madden is Madden's gospel when it comes to football. So yeah, if you don't have that hidden development rate, then dude, yeah, whatever. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> trash can. I'm not drafting you in my fantasy team, <laughs> but, uh, but that leads us to coach of the year. Who would you say is coach of the year? I obviously I know it's Vic Bangio, but explain to me why I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Don't you ever, if, if Denver tanking is what it takes to get Fangio fired, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, going into this, I was thinking of Kyle Shanahan um, just because of how poorly the team did last year. But after thinking about it, I'm going with the, the Jets coach, so Robert Saleh, Sala, whatever his name Salah. is, Salah. Um, whatever his name is. I, one, I think he's a great coach. And two, for someone going in to being a first-time head coach, I think he's going into a I'm, – I'm shocked I'm saying this – 
he's going into a really good team being the Jets. That sounds ridiculous to say because the Jets organization before this offseason, everything was hot trash. Um, But I think they made a lot of, yeah, I, I think they made a lot of good pickups. They got Michael Carter. They got Elijah Moore. They got Zach Wilson. They have a good O-line. They had Carl Lawson before he got hurt. And Yeah, and they added Corey Davis. They have Quinnen Williams, who's a young defensive tackle who dominates the line. I mean, the, they have a team. They have a really good team. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Robert Salah, but I feel like there's a lot of coaches who could go into the Jets and succeed. But I do think he will create way a lot more success because I do think he is a good coach. So just based on where they were, because I mean, when you think of coach of the year, like if the Chiefs go 13 and three, it's like big whoop. If the Jets go 11 and six, that's a big deal from last year. So you get that wow factor. And I think that's where Robert Salah is going to uh, get his coach of the year. Dude, if they go eleven and six, I'll I'll tout a I'll t- I'll buy a shirt that says Robert Zala for Coach of the Year. I think they could, man. I think they could be good. I think they could flirt with five hundred. I think they could flirt with five hundred. Uh, but I don't think the they're AFC better East than that. is good this year, man. It wouldn't shock me if at the end of the year we're like, wow, the AFC East is the best division in the NFL. You said that last year, and I'd been like, you're on crack. Well, yeah, I, I don't disagree that they could be good. I think they flirt more. The more realistic is they flirt with 500, like seven and nine. Yeah, I mean, or, I'm not or, saying, I was just saying, like, 10, theoretically, if they did. I yeah. was just, I was explaining the difference between, like, a Jets finishing at, like, 10 and seven versus a Chiefs at 13 and four. Yeah. Like, I get the coach of the year is going to be the Jets coach. Yeah, I get what you mean. I Mine is actually – I'm sticking with the similar team of a previous pick, and that's going to be Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think him coming in – I think, the I think honestly, the Chargers are a playoff team. Uh, they were, what, five, seven, six wins last year, I believe, six and ten uh, or something like that. Um, I think they easily can be ten and seven this year. And, and 10 and 7, 11 and 7, or 11 and 6, and take a playoff spot. Uh, I think they're a really good team. I like Justin Herbert. I think with Brandon Staley, when you have when you have the attention as a, as a defensive coach of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and you scheme – I mean, obviously it's not hard to scheme them up to be successful because they're just – they breed success because that's who they are. Uh, but – when you have their attention and they love playing for you and you put up the the defense that they did, I think that's going to carry over well for him uh, in, in L.A. or in the Chargers. I don't think – obviously, Derwin James isn't Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, Joey Bosa is not Aaron Donald, but they're very, very good players. Uh, and I think they have a lot of talent on that team that he can scheme up. Plus, you have a great offense. Um, bringing in Joe Lombardi, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs and going from six and ten or whatever they were last year um, to to ten and six or ten and seven, eleven and six, and being a playoff team. I think that constitutes uh, as a rookie Dylan, head coach, coach of the year. Dylan, I think we have to make a bet live on air. <laughs> if if the Jets finish with a better record than the Chargers. You owe my wife and I a pizza dinner, and when you'll invite us over, and we'll have pizza at your house. And if the Chargers finish 
better than the Jets. You guys can come over to our house and we'll buy you guys pizza. And we're not going to like, we're not going to skimp out. We're not going to get you little Caesars. We'll go Papa John's for you. <laughs> All right. Um, a deal. I got you. Deal. deal? Okay. Right. Deal live on air. The right. charger. I good. say the Chargers are going to be better. You say the Jets are going to be better. Jets, 100%. Okay. I'll, I'll take that deal. I'll take that deal. All right. But well, now we're going to put your dinner. money where your mouth is. We're going into Easy week dinner. one picks. So last year, I won this on the previous podcast that we hosted. Uh, I would like to let, let me let me let me make a statement on that. There was a lot of the second half of the year. I made crazy picks to try to come back. This year, I'm sticking to my guns and I'm just going. I'm using my brains, not my heart. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. All so right. I'm actually gonna think this year. All right, I got you, Cowboys, Bucks. Cowboy, I'm just kidding. Bucks, <laughs> uh, obviously Cowboys. Uh, uh, Bill Steelers. Oh, I'm gonna take the Bucks. By the way, I don't think that was that was, that yeah, was pretty hard to, to know. I mean, I hate the Steelers team. I think the Bills are gonna trash them. Uh, Colts, Seahawks. I'm gonna take Wait, the Bills. Dude, I need to. I need yeah, to. Are, dude, are, are, I need are to you gonna? Are you gonna... <laughs> Bills. I'm gonna take the Bills. Obviously, I have Josh Allen winning MVP. Colts Seahawks. That's a tough. This is the first tough one. Um, and I'm taking the Colts. Uh, yeah, I I want to take the Colts. Take my boys Carson uh in his first game there. Uh equals Falcons. <laughs> this is a rough call. <laughs> I would I would rather roll two dice that were that only had the numbers one and two on them. Like these teams are ugh. Gosh, man. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I, can you go? Take I'm going to take the Falcons. <laughs> Golly. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just funny how bad both these teams are. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons. All right. What but about not by me? a lot. Yeah, at all. It's going to be uh, – I could see it being a big, big win by the Falcons. Uh, Vikings Bengals. I love this game. I love that Joe Burrow gets to come back to the trash secondary that is the Vikings. And for that reason, I'm taking the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a heck of a game, a heck of a game against that trash secondary. Okay. I'm taking, I'm actually taking the Vikings. Uh, I know you one. are. Yeah. Maybe my Vikings love uh, 49ers and lions i think this is a pretty 49ers. easy pick yeah i'm gonna take the i'm gonna take the 49ers as well give me them uh titans Car- cardinals man um this is another tough one i think i'm going cardinals all right i'm gonna go with the titans actually i think they're gonna be i think it's gonna be the defense for for uh what you want to call it the cardinals i don't think is gonna be an overall great unit even though i like think Zayvon Collins is going to win defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Chargers and the Washington football team. Washington football team all day. Yeah, I'm actually going to pick – this is a tough one. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Chargers. I'm going to stick – I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to stick with the Chargers. I'm not going to pick <laughs> them every week, but this one's a tough one. I, th- I could easily see this game going either way. Uh, I could, uh, yeah. Uh, the Jets and the Panthers – Jets, J E T S, Jets. Jets, Jets. <laughs> you have to pick the Jets on that one. Uh, 
I'm actually going to say the Panthers. I think I think Sam Darnold plays pretty well in this game. Uh, I think Sam Darnold sees ghosts, and uh, he's going to have a trash game. Here's another trash game. Jags, Texans. <laughs> Can I say pass? Um, <laughs> I'm going Jaguars. I mean, the Texans are bad with Deshaun Watson. Without Deshaun Watson, I don't imagine them being any better. <laughs> Something in the Jaguars. Yeah, coming up from the dump heap on that one, uh, we're gonna go with the uh, probably the one of the best matchups of the week: Wait, Browns who, Chiefs. Who who, are you Jaguars or Texans? Oh, Jags. I thought I said that Jags. Okay. Uh, Browns and Chiefs. <laughs> this one is really, really, really tough. Keep in mind too, um, Pat Mahomes is ten and zero in his career in September. Without well, I these think, 32 touchdowns, zero interceptions, he's elite in September. I think without that, I'm going to take Mahomes just because I don't think the Browns match up well with the – oh, man, I don't know. They do, though. <sighs> uh, let me come back to that. I'll, I'll, even if you give yours now, I'll say it after all these picks. I'm going to hold off on mine just for a minute because right, yeah, I'm, st- I'm having the same internal struggle because I can pick either one of them. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins. Patriots. Yeah, I I'm think say, by a large margin. I'm going to say the Patriots as well. Uh, I think it'll be a decent game, though. Uh, Packers, Saints. Packers. I mean, it's, it's the Saints' first game back without Drew Brees. So I'm just – I'm very iffy if the Saints are going to be any good this year, so I feel like I have to take the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Uh, I want to pick the Saints, but I also don't, uh, so I'm not. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Packers. Uh, this is easy. Broncos, Giants. You know who I'm picking. Yeah, I know. I already wrote it down. Uh, the I'm actually going to uh, – I'll go with the Broncos. I was I was debating whether or not to go with Danny Dimes, uh, but I like the Broncos defense more than I like Danny Dimes. Uh, Bears Rams, I think that's a pretty easy one. This is my big upset of the week. Oh, you're going with Bears? I'm taking Bears. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm I know. Actually, I'm actually. I know. Really I could. I that. could easily be wrong. I could easily just like I could have thrown this by a mile. Uh, I think the Bears, figure, they figured out their offense pretty well at the end of last year um, going through um, David Montgomery. And I think they can establish the run. There's no question about their defense. Their defense is always good. So I I think they're going to beat the Rams That's in Sunday night football. All right. What would you say? So last game, Monday night football, Ravens, Raiders. Yeah, just, why are you asking me? The I'm Raiders actually... are trash. Like trash, trash. Like there's a trash bag sitting by my front door, and they're worse than that. Like, see, this yeah, is my Ravens. upset of the week. I'm gonna take Ravens, the Raiders twenty times out of twenty times. I'm gonna take the Raiders as kind of just an upset pick. I think the loss of all the weapons from Lamar, I think, is might be loss a little bit much. Weapons? What weapons? Rashad Bateman. I don't know if he's gonna have Hollywood Brown. One that he didn't have. Hollywood Brown missed your drop pass himself. <laughs> I just think that might be a little bit much to overcome. Granted, he could rush for 300 yards uh, because yeah, we know he's like, a great running back. But when the Ra- like, how are the Raiders going to beat that Ravens defense? The Raiders are explosive. 
They have – I mean, they beat the Chiefs in Kansas City last year playing the Chiefs game, hitting long bombs. But I think they have a, a good two running backs and Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. Darren Waller's a matchup nightmare. Uh, and then they have some decent weapons outside. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think – I'm all about starting your stars in fantasy, but I'm warning you right now. Patrick Queens is going to put Darren Waller in check this game. Okay. But I'll still start I... your stars. Yeah, still roll with Waller. Like, I'm I'll... not saying don't start Waller. I'll believe it when I see don't it. Ex- don't expect big numbers. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Raiders just score a little bit more. Uh, but, okay, guys. Well, that's going to close this Wait, out. Chiefs-Browns. Chiefs-Browns. Oh, Chiefs-Browns. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't pick it. Uh, I'm going to – I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs uh, until picking, Patrick Mahomes gonna, until Patrick Mahomes loses in September. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I'm so 50 50 on this that I was gonna pick whoever you didn't. So I'm taking the Browns. Like <laughs> honestly, this is like a split half 50 50 for me because the one way to like one big way to beat the Chiefs is to He's establish the, the running keep and keep Mahomes off the field. And they and, had uh, the win, well, the Browns had the win in the playoffs last year. If the touchdown doesn't get called back and make it made a touch back for the Chiefs, you don't have a couple of the other plays that happen. The Browns could win in the playoffs and knock the Chiefs out. So I, I'd still do like the Browns. I think it's going to be a really good game, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I Until Patrick Mahomes loses in September, I'm not going to pay. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. I say that, but then they'll play a good matchup and I might pick against them in September. So, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, but for now I'm going to pick the chiefs. Well, uh, that's going to close us out for this week. Uh, we, I think this is a pretty fun episode. Uh, you have a bet live on air uh, that we'll see if we remember at the end of the season. I bet we might, we might not. Uh, we'll see, uh, but we will. <laughs> we, yeah, we will. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Let us know what you think. Uh, about the game and happy football see you guys yes sir